2: Welcome to Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast where an ex-Christian and a non-believing sort of Jew read all the way through the Bible for the first time. I'm Nico Bakulich.
0: And I'm Lauren O'Neill.
2: And let's get biblical.
0: Uh, First, we're just going to go over our standard top of episode stuff.
2: Do you mind if we go over the ground rules first?
0: Yeah, we're going to need them. So Um, no one gets hurt. So I'm the ex-Christian. I was raised Presbyterian. I'm now an atheist. um, And I'm reading the New International Version of the Bible.
2: And I am the non-believing sort of Jew. Um, and I'm reading the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. This is not, by the way, a Christian Bible study podcast.
0: And there may be objectionable material in it because the Bible is violent and hates women.
2: True, all true.
0: Um, so, are we ready to get down to get down to business?
2: <laughs> we, I mean, we're going to talk about the Bible. You understand what this podcast is about, right? Uh, yes. Okay, cool.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, so. Joining us today in our uh, spare room with a bunch of sound foam on the walls is an extremely talented writer named Juliana Delgado Lopera. She is an award-winning Colombian writer slash oral historian based in San Francisco The recipient of the 2014 Jackson Literary Award and a finalist for the Clark Gross Novel Award, she's the author of Quinta Melo, an illustrated bilingual collection of oral histories by LGBT Latino immigrants. She's also the executive director of Radar Productions. Uh, She recently just did a tour with Sister Spit, and she's working on a fucking bomb-ass novel that's going to win every award, and she's going to be famous. Hi, Juliana. Hey. Hey. Thank What's you for up? joining us. Thank you for having me. So we'll just start off by asking you just a little bit about your religious background.
1: So I have a very extensive religious background. I am Colombian, and I went to a Catholic nun school in Colombia. Like That's full... not school to
2: become a nun, but... No, not okay.
1: a nun. So you just have a school that is run by nuns. Um, and so, you know, I mean, Colombia is a very Catholic country anyway, but I was in, it was only uh, women. Mm-hmm. And I went to the school till I was like 12 years old. Um, and yeah, and it, so it had nuns in it. We had to go to, we had to go to um, Mass every single week. The only dude around was like the priest who was like 80 years old and like um, probably an alcoholic. And probably an alcoholic. And then like, the people that work at the bakery, I remember there were a few men there. But there was a bakery in the school? There was a bakery in the school. How Catholic was the bakery? Yeah. <laughs> it was everything was very, very Catholic. I also did a lot of like conjuring spirits and shit like that that people do in like very Catholic schools. It was like but, you know, because there was like no boys in the school, we had a fence between another school that was co ed. So, you know, we will hide from the nuns and then like run to the fence and like pull up our skirts and just like walk up and down the fence, like trying to get some attention. Um Yeah, like host That's of the an quarter. important part of
2: your religious background. Yeah, right?
1: that's that's part of my religious background, because that's what I was doing when I was going to church. So that my parents very, very Catholic, um, you know, Catholic Apostolico Romano. And then I moved to the States twelve years ago. And my mom became an evangelical Christian. Mm -hmm. So I've been very surrounded by both things. And she joined Colombian Evangelical Christian Church in Miami, uh, which was just, like, full of immigrants. And I was coming out as I moved here. So that was 15. and, And I came out to myself when I was 16. And then to everyone else sort of, like, 17, 18. So... I was, you know, going to this church, which is extremely, extremely, extremely radical. I mean, to the point that they don't like lighting candles because they feel like it's the devil. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they... Just, like, a lot of things. They don't like So they were totally
0: cool with you being a lesbian.
1: They... Yeah, I mean, I (laughs) definitely... Uh, it was something that that you know nobody talked about, and even to this day. Um, last time I saw the pastors was when my grandmother was sick, and I saw them like at the hospital. And we mm. just like exchanged this look, and I was like, "You're, I'm not, ha- you're not having any." I'm like, you know, I have to step away from this. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, you know, but I attended the youth group. I spent a lot of time in that church as well because, you know, I was a teenager and my mom wanted me to join and, you know, she felt that that was a way of, like, saving my evil uh, teenage soul. Um, All all... teenage souls are evil. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I have a very extensive one. I also been to, like... I've been through two exorcisms in my life. You have? Yeah. One in Catholic church and one in, like, Christian church. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so there's just everything... Basically, so my life clean, has been then, religious. Right? Yeah, you're sorry. demon free now. Yeah. <laughs> I am demon free now. I mean, I had to have two though, so <laughs> maybe they grew um, back. Mm-hmm.
2: When well, was just an undercoating, right? <laughs> you...
1: So that is a little bit of the religious background that I have. My mother's still very uh, evangelical Christian, and my father is. He lives in Colombia. He's very, very, very Catholic. And have you? What's your experience with reading the Bible? I so I did my first communion, which you have to read the Bible and sort of like learn a bunch of stuff about the Bible. Um, and then while I was in Miami, I did do like a youth group. So like you know, I read the Bible, and my mom, of course, gifted me this like study Bible that has mm-hmm. like all this. Wonderful Hell yeah, notes, that's course. what I had. It was an awesome, um, like,
2: was it was a radical teen study
1: Bible? It was a radical teen study Bible. I also have like I I like Lauren said I was I'm writing this novel that I'm like mostly done with and. I have to purchase also all this, like, teen, like, Christian books for, like, teenage yes. girls mm-hmm. that I've been reading. Um, but I have not read the Bible in a while, so this was very, very fresh for me.
2: Good. That's the best way to get into it, I exactly. think.
1: Um, so
0: today we're talking about mm-hmm. the book of First Kings. Um, First Kings apparently used to be all one book, just First and Second Kings were just kings. Mm-hmm. Um
2: and then a typographical error split them up. somebody way?
0: like a translator to split them up along the way. Okay. But like it's good that he did because otherwise this episode would be really long. <laughs> I think God was watching out for us on this one.
2: <laughs> That's the only reason why.
0: Um so shall we shall we get into it? Yes. Yeah.
2: What was what was previously on Bibble?
0: Oh, previously previously on Bibble. We had King David, uh, his son Absalom rebelled against him. And he quelled that rebellion. Absalom died. David's like right-hand man, Joab, killed Absalom. Mm -hmm. Um, And David was really sad about it. And Joab was really pissed that David was sad.
2: Yeah, there were ups and downs. And there were downs, yes.
0: Um, And then he also had uh, the son Solomon. That was his second child with Bathsheba Mm -hmm. after the first one died as God's punishment for stealing Bathsheba and killing her husband
2: perfect i'm in it i'm in it okay let's do the book
0: so we start with king david again okay he's very old and infirm now and this how old is,
2: and infirm is he
0: this much <laughs> does it say
2: well it sort of does in that they try to find him a young virgin girl to stir up his his humors Wait, is,
0: is that what it says in <laughs> not, yours? oh not
2: exactly but
0: i mean yeah so mine says like he can't he can't stay warm even with a blanket so of course the solution is to find a virgin to keep him warm. Mm-hmm. Like strong start, just like <laughs> like chapter one verse one. We're yeah. already
1: on this. But he also says like he's not he's not having any sexual relations. With yeah, her. it says so they kind of like specify because I think that he did. You right, know, like, it's just like he did. But he I, just think, just I think I think
2: it's actually that he's supposed to, but he doesn't. But he does because he's too old. Yes.
1: Oh, that could be it.
0: So her name is Abishag. They. uh...
2: Which looks a lot like Abyss Hag when you write it down. Abyss Hag.
0: (laughs) It does. The Hag of the Abyss. That's what they called me in college. Anyway, um, she, yeah, so she's like taking care of him, but it says they don't have sex, Mm -hmm. but they totally did. Um, And then David's other son, the second oldest son after Absalom, is Adonijah, and he decides he's going to take advantage of his father's frail condition and he's going to like just appoint himself the next king. That's right. And my man Joab is backing him up.
2: Yeah, in a this. weird so Joab in the last book was like the the man who got things done. Just yeah. to to whatever it took to preserve the kingdom.
0: He was so loyal to David. Mm-hmm. That he would do whatever, anything for him. But that's like not what David wanted or valued. True. David wanted his son to be alive, not to like win the coup, right, or like quell the coup. Quell the coup.
2: Is that the name of your band?
0: Um, that's the name of my.
2: That's a terrible name. For self-help a help book. A quell the coup. Yeah. Okay.
0: And some notes about Ad- Adonijah.
2: Okay. It
0: says he's very handsome.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a good good trait for a leader.
0: He has a big ego. It says his father had never interfered with him by asking, "Why do you behave as you do?" <laughs> And then uh, my Bible in the notes, it said, David appears to have been consistently negligent in disciplining his sons. Yeah, you fucking think? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're just rising up against him left and right.
2: So Adonijah's uh, uh, coup attempt here doesn't, like, work all the way, right? Yeah. It doesn't take.
0: (laughs) Bathsheba and this prophet Nathan Uh clue David in what's going on. Um, and so then he crowns Solomon as his successor.
2: Right. He, it's like it's like a technicality. He's like, get in a quickie coronation before yeah. Adonijah. And Adonijah's the out
0: there like making sacrifices in the field. Right. It's like, quick, we got to we gotta cut him off at the pass. So sucks to be Adonijah, but Solomon does promise not to hurt him.
2: If he's a good dude. If he's a good dude. If he cool. Yeah. Uh, that's Solomon's first act as king is to be like, hey, bro, I won't kill you. As long as, <laughs> you know.
0: We cool? Yes. Fist bump?
2: Right. But should they bump fists?
0: Only God can say. (laughs) Okay. So then David dies. Mm -hmm. And his last words are like, fuck Joab.
2: (laughs) Pretty much. And Solomon kills, uh, starts doing the thing that you do when you become king fresh in Israel. And he starts killing off all of his rivals.
0: Yeah. Well, they're the ones that David said to kill. Right.
2: Right. So. He, he was like, I've been harboring these grudges my whole life and I never did anything because I was too nice a guy. So son, if you wouldn't mind, please take revenge in a way that I couldn't when I was alive. <laughs> yeah. Which seems kind of shitty.
1: I mean, and this also terrible because afterwards, like just a moment where he's like, he's asking God, you know, in the future, but he's asking God like, oh, you know, give me like some sort of wisdom to understand right from wrong. Yeah. But he's been killing all these people all along. He's yeah. Like, oh, you never understood right from wrong. You've just been <laughs> killing a bunch of people. Um But then you ask for, like, wisdom.
0: Yeah, so that's, like, the next thing that happens is he gets— Well, first of all, he marries Pharaoh's daughter, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, And then God appears to him and, like, basically offers to grant him a wish. Right. And Solomon's like, I want to know right from wrong.
2: But it's sort of like a trick question because, like, God offers to grant him a a wish, and then when Solomon asks for wisdom, God's like, that's the right answer. I wouldn't (laughs) have granted any other wish. Yeah.
0: I like that Solomon—he wants to be wise because he's— only a little child mm-hmm.
2: he's only just, he's a little boy he's
0: a little boy <laughs> waiting to be a big boy
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, then we get
1: like the famous story about cutting the baby in half
2: right which is very strange
1: yeah <laughs> i just well the first thing is just it's just amazing um the way that just, like, women show up. I mean, they always show up like this in in the Bible. Uh, but this is supposed to, like, show his, like, judicial wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, this is his way of, like, knowing when it's, like, such a, like, intuitive thing. Like, has nothing to do with, like, any judicial wisdom whatsoever, right? So these two women come, and he's just, like, you know, I'm going to cut this baby in two. And whoever, you know, when, when one of them actually, like, yells, is, like, okay, this is the mother. Um and it just feels like such a, like, ridiculous thing, you know, that is like, oh, that's supposed to, like, show his judicial wisdom. Uh, but in reality, it's, like, such an intuitive thing. Yeah, and it's know? also
0: like, who the hell? <laughs> no one was like, okay, yeah, cut the baby in half. Like, no one would ever yeah. actually do that.
2: And doesn't it also ignore the first crime where one of these women stole the baby of the other one? Yeah. yeah. Isn't cause... that just, doesn't that just settle it? Like, that's the first crime, right?
0: Well, but she, she can't prove it, mm. right? They can't prove whose baby it is. They don't have DNA tests. mm and the other, the mom who needs a baby. But can't
2: just trust Urim and Thumim? can you he yeah. just throw his magic dice and figure it out?
0: <laughs> yeah. Can't you just like sacrifice a red heifer or whatever? Um, no. Okay. You have to threaten to cut the baby in half. Hmm. That's God's new thing.
2: But it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's like because they can't prove genetics, they're like, who cares the most about the baby?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was because it's supposed to be the mother thing. So they're just playing on this, like all these ideas of like womanhood, you know. And they bring like the two prostitutes because they have to be prostitutes. Um, and I also, I just find it really interesting. I mean, Wait, in are they I prostitutes? Like, they are definitely yeah. prostitutes. Yeah. Oh, it's, I... a, well, in mine it says then two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. Oh my god. Um, and they, li- but they lived together. Dear Penthouse right? Letters, <laughs> two
2: prostitute. You never believe it finally <laughs> happened to me.
1: Two prostitutes tried to cut a baby in half. <laughs> I mean, of course, right? So it's also like a way of like detaching from like the real mothers. Like, oh, they're, but they're prostitutes. Um, Do
2: you think it reduces? I reduces think it does. Reduces I motherhood think... to like an abstract thing? Or... Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and it's also like, why are there no fathers? Like, why is there no man coming with them? And it's like, oh, because they're prostitutes, right? Mm. So it's mm. like that way you, ha- you can excuse the man not being there because they're either widows or prostitutes, the ones that are like by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a fun one. Yep. <laughs> and that's supposed to show how wise he is.
0: So then we get, uh, he wants to build a temple. Yeah.
2: He doesn't want to. I mean, well, he doesn't just well, he, want to.
0: Well, he sort of has to yeah. build a temple. That's like his his destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. He asks uh, Hiram, the king of Tyre, a city in Lebanon, to borrow some dudes to build a temple because like, he's like, you guys are the best. Build the best temples. You mm-hmm. got those sweet ass Lebanese cedars. Mm-hmm. I just, I really admire your work, and I was hoping you could build me a temple.
2: I come to you first as a fan, but he can. He gets and Hiram's
0: really into it. He is. He's like, oh, you like my temples, huh?
1: <laughs> what is he getting? But he's getting a gold. Is he getting gold? Yeah, With he's gonna get he's paid. Getting...
0: I mean, he's. It's like it's a very tidy business deal. It is like this is. It's a very satisfying to read if you're like. Ayn Rand or something, it's like, look, they make an exchange, they make a business deal, everybody's happy, there's some slave labor involved, but we can't all win. They're strong,
2: brilliant men, you know, enforcing their will on the world.
1: Yeah, and then people are going to get paid, job creators. Job creators. And then there's all these detail of everything that's in the temple, and all the gold that is everywhere. Um, And it's like...
2: Trust us, the measurements are very exact.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> like of like the cherubim have to be 15 cubits tall or mm-hmm. whatever. And... But it's like such a gangster thing to do, right? <laughs> it's like this is all the gold that I have. I was actually – I was talking to my mother exactly about this, and I was like, you know, like men with small dicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the ones that have like huge pickup trucks and the ones in like like two, two, 2,500 years ago that have to like plaster everything with gold. With gold. <laughs> to show the world that, you know. Were powerful and had resources. (laughs) All right. Um, You heard it here first. Solomon had a small dick. (laughs) Small dick.
0: Okay. So we get all these these crazy details about the temple.
2: Not just the temple, but Solomon builds himself a little palace right Mm -hmm. next door. builds
0: himself a palace. Um, They bring the Ark of the Covenant to the temple and God appears as a cloud of smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's a big deal because it's the first permanent temple. Before this, they've just been, you know, lugging it around in a tent, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. and god tells solomon you know we're cool as long as you keep following my rules
2: thankfully he doesn't enumerate the rules again although the israelites could probably could use pro- another they could another enumeration use
1: a yeah i mean it's basically just like be with me being this extremely be this strictly monogamous relationship with me
0: yeah I god is not into else. the
1: open relationship he's not at all no
0: we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> um so let's see next thing that happens is the queen of sheba Heard about Solomon?
2: She drops by. She can't. She can't believe how rich and wise this how dude is. How wise he's
0: supposed to be? So she comes to test him with hard questions.
2: <laughs> she brings her, her. Bitch, calm down. <laughs> she she brings her court riddler along. Yeah, with her. he's
0: like you. Don't... Also, like the last time that we had riddles in the Bible <laughs> was like Samson just asking people like, "What did I find in a lion?" And the answer was a beehive. <laughs> and it, like, was not a riddle. <laughs> But um, I would really like to know what she's asking him. It doesn't
2: specify. I hope it's it's like complicated math questions, logic problems. I know. hope it's like... He lived in a White House and I cooked his like breakfast. I hope pub what? trivia. Pub trivia? Sh- sure. Yeah. And Ca- just, World Capitals. Yeah. Name uh, that song.
0: Sports teams. Mm-hmm. Themed rounds. Anyway, Solomon's like a fucking quiz master and he gets everything right. Yeah, she's blown away. And she's so impressed that she gives them a bunch of, like, golden jewels.
2: And uh, according to my Bible, it says, once every three years, the fleet of ships of Tarshish used to come bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, Mm -hmm. and and peacocks. Mine says peacocks.
0: just says peacocks instead of baboons? It does. Those seem like very different animals. Agreed. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, it says, never again were so many spices brought in. (laughs) This
1: is the spiciest spiciest moment in history. And it says, like, to this day, too, a lot. (laughs) Like, oh, to this day, at least in mine. Yeah, yeah. To
2: this day. Yeah, so this moment in biblical history brought to you by Doritos. Brought
0: to you by McCormick Spices. (laughs) So Solomon has all these wives.
1: All of these wives. 700. That's what you do when you're the king. There's like so many sexually frustrated women (laughs) in the Bible. (laughs) You don't think they're like
0: taking care of each other? I don't know. I mean, probably they are. There's like 700 of
2: them. (laughs) And 300 concubines.
1: Oh, my God. That's an addition? Yeah. Yeah, that's an addition. They also shifted his alliance to other gods. So it's like their, their yeah. fall. Well, that's,
2: that that's, the man perishes. Yeah, that's what happens right now. Um, so we've
0: got like, he's not married to just Israelites. He's married to all kinds of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And we've got some tricky Moabite women in there.
2: Moabites, Jezreelites, uh, Edomites, who knows, you know? And in his old age, um, in his infirmity... He's starting to to lose his trust in the Israelite God or whatever. Maybe just the Im- the impact of his wives. I, I guess, feel is- like
0: I feel like it's not that they lose their trust. Uh-huh. Juliana, you may not be familiar with this, but in every single book of the fucking Bible, these Israelites cannot wait to start worshiping other gods. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's irresistible to them, and I feel like it's not that they have a problem with
1: God. God, mm-hmm. it's just like
0: feels so good to worship
1: Molech. Can we just talk about how much that is like monogamy and polyamory? Because that's what I'm getting at with all of this like God worshiping thing. I just feel that God in here, specifically in in this book, is like this you know, overly jealous sugar daddy. It's <laughs> like You have to look at me. You have to only pray for me. Mm-hmm. You have to only worship me. And the moment you look at another God, which he's not denying they exist, right? Yeah, that's that's right. right. God never really denies that all these other gods exist, but he's just like, but I just want you to look at me and be with me. And like, you can only be loyal to me. So it feels that God needs some like, you know, polyamory one-on-one, um, And that you know, there's there's some like you know relationship issues. Got to open up the relationship. They need to open up the relationship. That would have made for such a different history. (laughs) It would.
2: It would.
0: It would. And then we might still have like Molech.
2: Yeah, but all the other ones are totally cool with it. They're loosey goosey as far as that's goes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's the the thing. This God, the Israelite God, is the only one.
0: Baal is never like you can't worship Molech. He's like, yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. I'll make it rain.
2: Look, I know Mo. He's a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine with it. Asherah? Well, that's my, my sister or whatever. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, but God is just like so jealous and he has like terrible boundaries, you know? He's just like... He
2: does, he does have terrible boundaries.
1: You have terrible communication skills, you know? It's like all these people that just like show up randomly and he's like, hi, I have a message for you. Otherwise, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if
0: he can, he can talk to everybody, but he won't. Yes. He will deliberately make people misunderstand.
2: True. Mm-hmm.
0: In order to He plays games. Yeah, yeah, he plays
1: games. He plays terrible games.
0: So so we've got Solomon building temples for Molech and Chemosh, Chemosh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh maybe Sheba should have skipped the pub trivia and just been like, Hey, what's the one thing you're not fucking allowed to do? <laughs>
2: Somebody should ask that question every once in a while. Um
0: uh, so anyway, God is uh obviously not impressed. Yeah. But he says that for David's sake, he's not going to take away the kingdom from Solomon.
2: He's going to take it away from his son.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Solomon dies and his son Rehoboam takes over. So Rehoboam takes over and then we also have this guy Jeroboam.
2: Yes. Jeroboam is is Saul's servant. He's like his... Solomon. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. I, I wrote, I abbreviate his name as SOL in the book
0: uh Saul was uh, is another, another
2: king i know that is confusing listen i am sorry to you to you and to you the listener
0: <laughs> um it's all good man uh so there's guy jeroboam and um he's like now god's main dude for a second
2: <laughs> he is god's main dude for a second
0: and he comes to rehoboam the new king, Mm -hmm. and says, hey, like, could you cool it with the taxes and the slave labor? Um, Because we're not super into that anymore. (laughs) And then, so Solomon asks, or rather, Rehoboam asks Solomon's counselors what to do. And they say, you know, like, yeah, go go easier on them. Stop demanding all these taxes. Stop demanding all this labor.
2: Yeah. If you treat them well, they'll treat you well. Then
1: Then, he asks the young people. Yeah.
0: Then he asks his fucking...
2: Idiot privileged friends frat boys yeah.
0: friends from to clown people. town yeah and,
1: and they're they they're like no just go harder on them <laughs> they say they like it yeah
0: show sure you're a man <laughs> yeah. the exact quote is to tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's waist talking about
1: <sighs> complexes yeah i mean i i, I have um I will punish you with whips that really sting your flesh. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is a lot of the unconsensual, kinky stuff that happens in the Bible, you know, as usual.
2: Oh, I want to read. Mine says he will punish them not only with uh, where his dad punished them with whips, he will punish them with scorpions.
0: Oh, um, yeah. And then mine had a note that said the scorpion is like a special
1: type of whip.
2: I think it's like a cat of nine tails.
1: Yeah. Type. Anyway, he has no backbone. So he just goes with, like, the young people. Yeah. Or he,
2: like, has... His idiot friends, his stupid drinking buddies, instead of the wise old men.
1: I know. It's, like, so college-age
0: boy. (laughs) Um, So he tries to implement even more forced labor, and then just basically, like, everyone stops recognizing him as king.
1: But is but God wanted that to happen, so like God is in like instigating all yeah, of this. God's he's behind always it, in. instigating. God everything. is a bigger drama queen. Yeah, he's <sighs> completely instigating. He's behind the scenes. He's like, I know what's happening. So then Jeroboam wants to take over,
0: and so then basically what happens is the kingdom splits. So they had. This, you know, kind of semi-united, it was kind of, it was united, but it was like kind of tenuously held together. Mm-hmm.
2: They had to go out kingdom to- Kingdom of all, Israel. Right. They had to go out to the tribes every once in a while and get the mandate back. And
0: whatever. Yeah. Um, and so now we have two kings. So we have Rehoboam in Jerusalem
2: mm-hmm.
0: and kind of the area around Jerusalem becomes his kingdom and it's called the kingdom of Judah. And then up north we have Jeroboam and that's the kingdom of Israel.
2: Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of Judah has like two tribes on its side, Judah and Benjamin. Yeah, and, and then the
0: other ten are in Israel. Right. Although,
2: why you ugly? would want Benjamin on your side? I know the <laughs> tribe of Benjamin's
0: like the worst one. First of all, they're all left-handed.
2: True, true. <laughs>
0: Second of all, they had that whole thing where they kidnapped a bunch of women because they were idiots. Let's not get into it. Yeah, I'm you... just gonna get so mad at the Benjamites <laughs> again. Again.
2: At some point somebody in here builds some golden calves. Did you read that?
0: Yeah. So golden um cal- that's yeah. Jeroboam. Yeah. So he was like the one that God chose, but then he's immediately making golden calves. <laughs> so both kingdoms are be- like
2: Oh, that's because that's because Rehoboam is up in Jerusalem where the ark is now and where yeah. the temple is now. Yeah. And so like Jeroboam, Jeroboam
0: like needs something else to yeah. give to the people.
2: And so he's like, Hey, check out these. He's calves. like, I know what you guys
0: like. It's idols, it's <laughs> pagan idols.
2: <laughs> Jump. So now both of, the, both of the kings in the schism are, like, cursed by God. This doesn't seem to be going that great.
0: No. No. It's not going that great. Um, so on that note, I think we should take a break.
2: I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I need some time to settle down.
0: I, I need to get over the Benjamites again.
2: <laughs> She's hopping mad. She's literally hopping like a, like a vampire from one of those Chinese vampire movies. I am
0: actually sipping wine.
2: I'm gonna. I have to throw rice on the ground, and so you have to count every grain. I think that's the only way. I to I can stop.
1: attest to that. <laughs>
2: the vampire thing, right? The vampire. Yeah, the vampire. Okay, thing. cool, 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 cool. Stop! You're blowing my cover. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. You're gonna hear some music, and then we'll be right back. Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome back to Sunday School Dropouts. We are talking about First Kings.
0: Uh, I'm Lauren. I'm Nico. And we have with us in the studio, Juliana, Juliana. Delgado Lopera. <laughs> say your name because you say it good. Juliana, <laughs> Juliana Delgado Lopera. Juliana Delgado Lopera. be able Lopera. to say my name. And we're talking about First Kings. Uh, so when we left off, uh-huh. the kingdom had just split. We had Rehoboam, king of Judah, and Jeroboam, king of Israel. Yes. So... To kind of sum up the next couple chapters.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: What happens is, in Judah, Rehoboam dies. Uh, his son Abijah takes over. Abijah also sucks, just like Rehoboam. Um, and then Abijah dies, and his son Asa takes over, and Asa doesn't suck. Asa seems like a cool guy. Yeah, and he's uh, getting rid of the, the uh, bales and the asherahs. Um. So then, meanwhile, in Israel, Jeroboam dies, and then we go through a couple more kings who are, like, deposing each other, uh, and they all are bad. Yeah. And then we get to Ahab. Ahab, quote, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him.
2: Yeah, he's not a good guy.
0: Although, you know what's weird is, I don't know how it's spelled in Hebrew, but, like, Ahab is probably how it's spelled in Hebrew, which means love. Hmm. I don't know if that's supposed to be ironic. Mm. I didn't see any footnotes about it in my Bible, but I think it means love.
2: I think you just cracked the case. You solved the wool. <laughs> that's a reference nobody will get. Yeah,
0: it's a joke for zero people.
2: <laughs> and Ahab marries a little lady named
0: Jezebel. Jezebel. She famous. She famous. Jezebel is also like, soups evil. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Awesome.
2: Right yeah, I don't know. I mean, is she awesome? She gets things done. She has a lot in common with Joab,
0: yeah, well, I think she's a little meaner than Joab. Mm. Joab did a lot of love for David. that he did. was that was why it was so heartbreaking mm-hmm. is because he just was so loyal to David that David couldn't stand him. Jezebel's just Jezebel, yeah. Jezebel's in it for Jezebel,
2: yeah, pretty much,
0: so we also have. Elijah, the prophet Elijah.
2: Who is just introduced without a lot of fanfare.
0: Yeah, it's just like, oh, also there's a prophet named Elijah. Yeah. Um, and there's like a drought and a famine going on.
2: Because all the kings are so corrupt and evil. That yeah, God so God's is punishing like, them.
0: Yeah. And uh, so God tells Elijah to go live in the wild and ravens will bring him food, which rules. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love ravens. I love Corvids. Yeah. Listeners may, may I not, love this but. whole, the whole family of birds, corvids. It's like crows, ravens, um, grackles, and they're super smart. They use tools and they play and they can recognize human faces and mm-hmm. they can tell each other if a human is dick to them. And, and they will follow you. They will follow you. And if you're nice to them, they'll like bring you shiny toys
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they're amazing.
2: Some of them can can imitate speech.
0: So anyway, that's. The birds that are bringing food to Elijah. He's just like chilling with these badass, smartass birds. Mm-hmm.
2: Although they do eat carrion usually. So w- would you really want one bringing you meat?
0: Well, you know, my Bible actually had a footnote about that, which is that like carrion is not kosher.
2: That's right. It right? isn't. Like we went over yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. several
0: times in the Torah. You're right. Um, that you can't eat like dead meat that you find. Mm-hmm. So it says like they don't know what the ravens brought, but it probably wasn't carrion. Because otherwise, Elijah wouldn't be allowed to eat it.
2: It's a good point. It's a good point, Bible.
0: Maybe they were just like raiding the king's storehouse. Maybe.
2: <laughs> like... maybe, maybe they went to the butcher like a normal human being does.
0: Well, they're not normal human beings. They're ravens.
2: Well, for now, they're not.
0: <laughs> they're going to remain ravens. Spoiler alert. Think about it. The ravens are done. We're done with the ravens now.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, Elijah also just like wanders the earth and does stuff. Uh, he's fed by ravens. He saves a widow. Oh, yeah. He revives a child from death.
0: Yeah. Well, he goes to the widow's house and he's like, hey, can you give me some bread? And she's like, I don't have any bread. Actually, it's a really good quote. I don't know how your Bible stylized this, but in mine it says like, she's like, I don't have any bread. I just have like a tiny bit of flour and tiny bit of oil that I was going to use to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. (laughs) There's like an M dash. It's like
1: (laughs) We may eat it and die <laughs> and then he's like never mind make me something first and then go and make that <laughs> and so
0: she's like okay
1: well i'm a woman i don't i don't want to have any power in
0: this society And he
2: promises her that the even though there's only a tiny bit of meal left in the jar and whatever it'll never run out
0: yeah and then and, and it doesn't so now there's she's got infinite oil and flour in there
2: using his powers for good
0: yeah and then also her son dies and he, like, lays on top of him three times, and that brings him back to life.
2: I mean, I don't think it's the laying. I think it's more, more the intervention of God. Oh, right, and
0: the, and the frantic like praying. It's exactly laying. <laughs> but I just thought it was weird that he, it says he, like... Do not try that at home. It says he, like, stretches out on top of him <laughs> three times.
2: Just because we don't do it doesn't mean it's not right.
0: Fair. And yet, <laughs> I find it strange. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jezebel is just going after all of God's prophets.
2: Yes, and killing doing, them left and right. They're doing another crackdown on the on the priesthood kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Elijah basically says like he's going to do like another test. We've had a couple of these tests before, where it's like we're going to set up two altars, and whoever God favors, their staff will
1: sprout leaves or right stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this one is with bulls. This they one has like chop them into pieces. Yeah, sacrificing bulls. But then, like, I I wrote, like, my side note on that one is LOL. Um, <laughs> Succinctly put. Yeah. Just, like, cut them into pieces. And then, you know, you know, whoever God responds and, like, you know, will throw fire. That's a true God. I'm like, LOL. This is a fair test, it says at the end. Like, <laughs> this is a fair test. Just
0: so we don't have any questions about
2: this. Well, I mean, they're both praying as hard as they can that their bull bits yeah. are going to light on fire. I don't see and, what's not fair about that. I
0: really that. like Elijah's, like... He starts making fun of them because they're like yeah. praying as hard as they can, and like no fire is coming. And he's like, "Shout louder! Uh, perhaps he is deep in thought, mm-hmm. or busy, or traveling." <laughs> he's really, like, or traveling, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh yeah, Bill like took a three day weekend. <laughs> um, he's not available to light your altar on fire right now.
1: And then they mutilate themselves with swords and spears. Oh
0: yeah, so they like hurt so, like, themselves. They like cut themselves. Which I guess no. like yeah you into. win no I think, I think
2: they're <laughs> just trying to like cut my head I think they're like trying to like double like improve the quality of their yeah prayer.
1: they're like trying to sacrifice themselves yeah. to or whatever I'm just trying to understand that subjectivity to you know 2500 years ago like what are you thinking when you're in that space and I have no idea that you're just gonna mutilate yourself over that
0: yeah because if you get like I mean everyone's gonna die of an infection
1: yeah definitely. <laughs> there's, there's exactly. like no antibiotics there's mutilation no, or infection
0: there's no hand sanitizer important. Um, But the Bible does seem to, like, look down on that. Definitely. It's like these weirdos cutting themselves.
2: We'd just rather sacrifice 120,000 sheep.
0: Exactly. And uh, so their their altar never lights. Then, of course, we go over to Elijah. He says a little prayer. Bam. Flames everywhere. Mm -hmm. Burning meat. Crackling flesh.
2: (laughs) Crackling flesh? Crackling flesh. Mm-hmm. And then he has the unenviable task of wiping out all of the That, that... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: He also slaughters them. Yeah, I forgot about that part. That's cool.
2: Okay, so then...
0: This this pisses off Jezebel.
2: It does. Not because she's especially religious or anything, but just because it seems like an affront to the... Is she? I don't know. Is she? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't seem like that. Is she, like, really into bail? Or is she just really against God? I think she's just anything against anything that will upset the balance of power. That's my reading of it.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like she's just like really into not disrupting what she has right now. Um,
2: She's about keeping what she's got.
1: Yeah.
0: So she's going to kill Elijah. So he flees to Mount Horeb. And God tells him to go up to the top of the mountain. And God is going to pass by. Mm -hmm. So he goes up there and there's a great wind. But God was not in the wind. And then there's an earthquake, but God
1: was not in the earthquake. Mm-hmm. And there's a something else, a the... fire,
0: but God was not in the fire. There's a whisper. And there's a quiet whisper. And the quiet whisper says, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here, Elijah? And I thought, maybe I do believe in God. <laughs> if God is like a, a voice, a small voice in your head saying, what are you doing? <laughs> I actually experienced that a lot. <laughs> so God tells him to go pick up this other fucking prophet, Elisha. Yeah. God, God let say because it's yeah. easier to distinguish. God tells Elijah. him to put
2: together like a new crew to run the country. Yeah. He's like, here's your new crew. Here's your oceans six or whatever. All the youngest and hottest prophets from the land and a new king to pick up on the way to. Um, and Elijah puts together the dream team, whatever. And
0: then, uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, yeah, Ahab, attacks Ahab.
2: Ahab is in trouble.
0: Ahab, Ahab's army wins for some reason. God is inexplicably on his side. Uh, and then we get into the, the, the little juicy bit at the end. So Ahab wants to—he wants this vineyard that's near the palace. Because
2: it's right next, palace. To his, right next to his palace, and he's like, okay. I would love— a fucking vegetable garden.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, but he goes and he asks, what's the name of the, I don't even remember what's the name of the guy. He's like, oh, can I have it? And the person's Naboth like, is the and the, name he's of like, like, no, of course. And he just like goes back like a little child, just being like, oh shit, I can't have that. I this. know, and, it and says, he like, he just throws a fit.
0: It's as he sulks. Like my Bible uses the, word, uses the word sulking.
2: And he lies down in bed and he won't eat and he won't talk he can't. to anybody.
1: He can't and to then Jessica's like, what's up? he's like, well, I want this vineyard, and I can't have it. And she's like, but you're the king. What are you talking about? You can't have anything. Let me just go and do this for you. Um, And she just goes through, like, the bureaucratic hoops, I guess, and gets it for him.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, she... I
0: mean, by the bureaucratic hoops, she has the owner of the vineyard stoned to death. (laughs)
1: Exactly. That's the bureaucratic hoops of, like, this time. Um, On
2: a false claim of blasphemy, yeah.
1: There's
0: waiting in line at the DMV,
1: and then there's you know filling out
0: forms and getting stoned to death. (laughs) We're all so sick of it.
2: Yeah, so Jezebel just uses the system, uses God's system against against this poor fellow, and gets him stoned to death for blasphemy.
0: And then uh, Elijah, Elijah has some feelings about this Mm -hmm. development, and he shows up and tells Ahab that just as the dogs licked up Naboth's blood. They will lick up Ahab and Jezebel's blood. mm going to get
1: it by dogs. A lot of people being eaten by dogs.
2: Yeah, I guess, I mean, well, there are a lot of people that are sinning against God, and it's not a good thing to be eaten by the dogs, I think.
0: It's not? <laughs> sounds delightful.
2: I mean, it, it sounds like a holistic way to go, you know? Like, you're putting your energy back into the system. <laughs> you're not just, like, burning yourself up, giving away all of your... Locked up carbon or whatever.
1: There's this moment in where, where, where God, where <laughs> God, where God says right about that, um, in the spot where ducks licked up Naboth's blood, they will also lick up your blood. Yes, yours. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like get it, God, get it. Yes, yours.
0: Um, at this point, Asa, the king of Judah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: has died with like diseased feet or something. I don't know.
2: We don't know if. It was because of the disease feet, but he died with them, for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. And his son, Jehoshaphat, has taken over. Um, So Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Mm -hmm. and Ahab, king of Israel, Mm -hmm. decide to team up and uh, go to war to capture this little place called Ramoth-Gilead. So they're going to go to war, and there's uh, another prophet, Micaiah, Mm -hmm. Micaiah, Mm -hmm. who says... uh, yeah, you can go to war, you'll win the battle. But Ahab will die. And I like there's this moment when Ahab turns to Jehoshaphat and he's like, see, I told you this guy only says negative stuff about me. (laughs) It's like, there's these like really strange little like bursts of completely modern...
2: Naturalistic dialogue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and stuff that's like totally relatable. Like Mm -hmm. we're sitting here going... Why were they cutting themselves at the altar of Baal? Like that makes no sense. I can't relate to it at all. And then this guy's just like, I told you this guy never says anything nice about me. He's just a downer.
2: <laughs> well, because Ahab has packed his like packed his court with prophets that only give good omens.
0: Yeah. And they're all telling him Yeah, go score.
2: for it, boss.
0: Yeah. Um, so he wears a disguise to go into battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that people won't recognize him as the king.
1: And, and I'm like, but why did like Jehoshaphat, whatever, you, however you pronounce your name, like, why did he agree on like wearing the other? Th-? I'm That's like, a,
2: I also wondered that. Like, Jehoshaphat's just like, well, I mean, did the prophecy realize? did say he would I know would he's die. a fucking sucker. So I still have to dress like a king. I so guess. So he's
1: wearing all this like king gear, mm-hmm. right? And he's there, and they're gonna kill him. I was like, no, 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 it's not me. But I was like, but you knew, you were there.
0: <laughs> but it works. He says, it's, right. he's like, it says when he like shouts out there, like, oh, it's not Ahab. Well, never mind then. It's just some other king who's attacking us and trying to steal our land. We won't kill him, right? Um, and then uh, Ahab just
2: he catches gets, an arrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, he just catches an arrow at random Has to die. And he uh, injures him, and he doesn't die until several hours later, and mm-hmm. he, he's bleeding everywhere. And guess what the dogs
1: are doing?
2: Licking up that sweet, sweet blood.
1: Licking up that sweet king blood. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it says, like, where, where he died also, that's where the prostitutes bathe. Yes! Yeah.
0: It says they yeah. took like, him to a pool to, like, take care of him, and that, it was, like, and it's where
1: the prostitutes bathe.
0: Exactly. It makes it so much worse. Like, thanks for that. Anyway. That's the end of the book. Uh, well, and it just says, like... Yeah. Jehoshaphat was a good king uh, till he died, and mm-hmm. then his son Je- Jehoram took over. Uh, meanwhile, Ahab's son Ahaziah takes over in Israel and he is also evil like his dad and then that is the
2: end. give us any of the book any indication that the cycle is gonna break anytime soon?
0: no, because originally this was just halfway through a single book
2: mm.
0: um so so that's the end of
1: the book uh Juliana, what were your uh what were your overall impressions? I mean i I was you know I haven't read the Bible in a minute. And I was it, just the moment that I started, I was like, "Oh my God! There's so much blood in this! I, yeah, I God, how many people are being killed?" You That's know? why
0: we have to like fucking put a trigger warning. And this the one was episode. Like, and
1: this one was intense because there was so much happening, you know, constantly. Um, and I was and I was talking to my evangelical mother before before this and telling her how God has like some serious like you know sugar daddy issues. Um, How did your evangelical mother respond to that? She was laughing about it. So we get to talk about the Bible. <laughs> she was like, like you know this. what? You're right. <laughs> and I was like, mama, don't you think, you know, like, why are all these people being killed? And, you know, because he cannot, ha- he has, like, a lot of, like, jealousy issues. Like, think about this as a relationship, right? Like, it's like, you know, a lot of, like, Christianity is about having all this relationship with God now. Um, and she was telling me that she was rereading the Old Testament, and she's like, yeah, there's so much blood things. And um, But I forgot how much blood there was, and and I was like, this is, like, better than a telenovela. Like, I haven't haven't read this in a long time, and, like, things are happening, like, every single minute. (laughs) Yeah, there's no
2: shortage of of things happening. Yeah, this
0: was an action-packed
1: one. What did you think of Jezebel? I mean, I, (laughs) in my head, that moment when she's, like, you know interacting with uh, a hub about the whole vineyard thing. And mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. In, in In my head, it was also like, oh, my God, there's so much resemblance to, like, present-day, like, relationships, too. <laughs> you know? Like, I definitely know. And I have, like, a, like women and men in my family that are totally have that kind of... Um, Dynamic, you know, that the the dude is just sort of like crying in bed and she's like, let me just do this. I love Jezebel, you know, (laughs) also because like she's one of the few women that is actually named. She has so much agency. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Especially in this book where like there's so little agency for so many of the characters, you know, it's like, well, God prophesied this, so... It's gonna happen. There's nothing you can do about it. You know,
2: bad news, buddy. Like you know, Ahab's
0: like, well, I'll wear a
1: disguise. Like, doesn't matter. But I feel like (laughs) people are trying. But at the same time, like they, I feel like they're trying to disguise the agency in there. Like a lot of the times, just people not taking responsibility for anything. Like here, nobody wants to take responsibility. It's just like, oh, you get killed because it's God's will. Yeah. Oh, this happened because you didn't do this thing. You know, like I do feel that many times they do have the potential of agency but they're just sort of like wishing to put that sort of like godly fear and i feel like that's where the agency sort of like feels really tricky and i feel like that, yeah. that happens still a lot but you know like it's specifically here it's just like sort of like not taking any responsibility for like their actions or anything that's happening so jezebel though is like a really
0: interesting character and in that she she takes action all the time. Mm-hmm. We just see her, like, we don't really see her, like, undergo any consequences. What we see on the page is her taking action, doing what she wants, getting away with it, or not exactly getting away with it, but all the punishment goes to Ahab. <laughs>
1: I mean, she will get eaten by dogs eventually. I mean, eventually, but aren't we all eaten least, by dogs eventually? <laughs> but at least she got her, like, five seconds of fame, you know, and she got to do something. Yeah. Other than just, like, sitting there and being a concubine. Yeah.
2: Like the other 299 concubines or whatever.
1: Right. So, and in, in, since we didn't go over, like, all of these other kings, there's just, like, really interesting details. Even just, you know, there's, for instance, like, Simri, um, who set the palace on fire and died in flames? He just sort of like um, did that. There, there were there were many times that I really wanted more details. There's another one, Omri, um, who did more evil in the sight of the Lord than all who were came before him. Which seems like that just happened every single time. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and then Ahab
2: is Ahab is his son, right? Yeah. yeah. So and
0: he's even more evil. But Ahab, like, doesn't even seem evil. He just seems, like,
2: dumb. He's an idiot, dude.
1: He is. He's very idiot. I mean, you know, and the fact that he goes, I mean, and the fact that there's so much emphasis in this sort of, like, power and strength of, like, men, and then they actually show him in bed crying and, like, not eating, I feel like it was very deliberate to sort of, like, show how much of a weak person, because there's so much emphasis on, like, the strength of the men. That the fact that they're showing him in like in bed just sort of like crying and not eating.
0: I mean, I feel like the fact that his wife is so much stronger than he is is supposed to show us like mm-hmm. how terrible a man he is. Mm-hmm. Of course. But actually, it's just kind of cool. Yeah. Jezebel, I'm a, I am mean, she's not she's not at like Joab level for me. Mm-hmm. Joab's my main man.
2: I, I agree. Joab is one of the cooler characters.
0: But Jezebel is up there.
2: Yeah. It it is interesting because we, you were talking about like the idea of agency or whatever mm-hmm. and about he, some people like defer it or whatever. I think it some of it has to do probably with like th- this idea of like determinism that like if if they won the battle in history or whatever, it was because God wanted them to win the battle. Mm-hmm. Of course. And if they lost it it was because God cuz they had screwed up somehow. And there's yeah.
1: some greater truth happening.
2: Right, that like even they though even it. though real life doesn't make sense <laughs> and like <laughs> people's actions don't make any sense in a collective or individual sense like god is behind it all which is it, you know it's a way of of resolving a dispute or whatever but it doesn't make any sense in a book
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean but also like a lot of what's driving this is fear right so there's this like underlying fear constantly yes. that you're going to be killed like you know there's that prophet um, that meets with Elijah and it's like, please don't send me there because I'm going to get killed. Right. Yeah, Obadiah. And so there's always this like constant fear, like everything is about dying, you know, so I, I just, I'm, I've I I'm, been trying to the entire day sort of like think about that kind of subjectivity and just trying to embody a, a life or a body that is just about being scared all the fucking time. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's weird. It's weird stuff.
2: So we're kind of there already, but we usually like to do something at the end of these shows where we, uh, what do we do? What do we do? We rate this book. Uh, ah. Rate this book. That's right.
1: Rate this book. We rate it. So, wanna... Lauren,
2: do you want to start with this? No. Okay. So, I'm going to give this book three out of five. Apes and peacocks. What about baboons? Baboons aren't in my Bible. Okay. Was... Um, do you want to know the reasons why?
0: Mm, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm always here for you.
2: Thank you. Um, so it's classic bible stuff classic bible stuff um lots of people falling out of favor with god coming into favor with god i enjoy that um there's tons of plot like you said it is like a intricately plotted telenovela um can't fault it in any way for that on the other hand it is awkwardly paced the beginning of the book has a lot of chapters that during which not a lot happens um especially if you don't if you aren't, like, super turned on by the number of qubits that a turban's <laughs> wings should be. Um,
0: but if you're not, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, well,
2: we're not all so lucky. but and, and then immediately it jumps into it and stuff starts happening really fast to the point where I found it difficult to follow. Um, not that, I mean, like, I have to judge it in a way that makes sense to me, which is that if it's difficult. This is
0: your rating. Thank you. You get to put whatever parameters you want on
2: it. Mm-hmm. So it had good stuff. I liked a couple of the characters. I like I like uh Elijah and Jezebel. That's a good that's a good dual duality kind of thing with uh-huh. the idiot king in the middle. I like that whole dynamic. It sounds
0: like you're about to write some fanfic about it. I'm not. Are you sure? Uh
2: yeah. Oh, okay. And never talk to me about fanfic again. But
0: <laughs> oh, we'll talk about this after the podcast. Okay.
2: Um <laughs> and besides that, you know it was good but i'm getting kind of sick of the stories of kings being good and then kings falling immediately to worshipping baal and asherah and molech and whatever we've done it now for a long time i think it's time the israelites learn their lesson
0: uh you know i'm going to give it I'll give it 4 out of 7 uh repulsive asherah poles okay I um I agree. I'm I'm sick of this fucking cycle of mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, they started worshiping Bell Like we fucking know. But at the same time, I feel like that's maybe a realistic description of like living as a human, where you're like, <laughs> all right, I'd- I'm gonna get my shit together this time. And then it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm worshiping bail again. Like I didn't. It just happened. Um, I mean, I like the. That there was a lot of plot. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree that there was some pacing issues, but uh, at least stuff happened uh, and, it, and some some wacky ass stuff happened, which is fun, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really live up to Second Samuel, which was like... Top-notch book. Yeah, top-notch book. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, four out of seven repulsive
1: asher repulsed. Juliana? I'm going to give it 5.5 oh. out of 8 uh dogs licking blood oh. <laughs> oh nice um and that's because of like a lot of the reasons that you guys have mentioned it started off really interesting i was like okay there's a dying dude mm-hmm. who's a king they're bringing this like version it's <laughs> yes. gonna yes. happen strong um, start Right? So there's all these things, and then he has a son who's, like, trying to take over behind his back. I was like, okay, there's a lot of shady stuff happening. I'm into this. Okay, you're there. But then the whole, like, the description, the detailed description of the palace and the temple versus they're not so detailed. Why are all these people sinning? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I want those details. That's a good point. I want to know what is exactly happening that is making all these kings, you know, so evil. And I was not getting that. That was where my gut was going. I was like, tell me all the gory details. Uh, but that was not happening. Instead so I got if you were this- to like write a workshop letter. <laughs> exactly. It would be like, please include more gory details. Don't tell me all these <laughs> things about the temple. I know you're a gangster. I know you have a t- plenty of gold. I know you have a small dick, but just move on. <laughs> um and it feels like they didn't want to move on. They just really want to show like all the golden resources that they had. So that's where I am, and I also, you know, and I love like the Jezebel. I also felt like a little bit like the King stuff was like very redundant, um, but Jezebel was amazing. That pe- the part was really good. Um, so it's, I feel like the be- the beginning, instead of like the almost ending, mm-hmm. were the strongest pieces. I feel like the middle, so it was dragging a bit. Um, it's too much like detail. That's you know. And also like the people that are reading this now also don't give a fuck about that. Like if they want to connect <laughs> to God, they need to know what they can do. And it's like, tell me that I cannot kiss my brother. You know, tell me that, that can't kiss his brother. You know, that's what I can't do. I want those details, you know. <laughs> I don't want to know about your temple.
2: <laughs> they they have told us not to kiss our brother like in great detail. Well, right. They, well, actually they told us They told us the not we... to kiss our mother. Or our sister. Yeah. Which is or daughter. Yeah.
1: Which is an important reminder always. It is. I mean, yeah.
0: Just keep that in mind. Um. So that's uh that's the book of first kings. Mm-hmm. All right. AKA God needs to open up the relation.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Great. Or the
1: shady queen. Or the
2: shady queen. God, queen of Shade. God the shady queen.
1: Or God throwing shade at the king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh all right. So, um, shall we shall
0: we wrap it up? Yes.
1: Juliana, where can people find you? Um, I live in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I you can find her at her house. You mm-hmm. can find me at my house. I have um, the Instagram and the Facebook and the internets. Uh, I am at um, Juliana, that's J-U-L-I-A-N-A, uh, D, and then Lopera, which is my last name, L L P R A com And that's my website. And that's the same for Instagram. And that's and, Twitter too, right? And Twitter, which I, I think I feel, I feel like I use Instagram more than Twitter. Um, so just look me up and, and uh, Google me. You'll find something. Juliana Delgado Lopera. And you'll find something.
2: If you want to find out more about Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast that you're currently listening to, uh, you can do a couple of things. We're on Twitter. We're at Drop we're also on Facebook. You can find us by looking for Sunday School Dropouts and looking for that sweet ass uh piece dove smoking a cigarette.
0: That's our logo by Elise Carlton. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Elise.
2: We also have a website It's Sundayschooldropouts.lol. You can also send us email at s- Contact. I totally knew that before I started saying it. Contact <laughs> at Sunday School Dropouts.lol.
0: Uh you can follow me on Twitter if you want. I'm Lauren E O'Neill. O'Neill spelled like Shaquille. Thank you, Nico, for our all of our music and our sound engineering
2: you're welcome thank you to the listener um if you want to thank us don't
0: (sighs) we've given you nothing but sins and blasphemies
2: fair enough uh but if you want to help spread the word about this podcast the best way to do so is by finding us on itunes you can do it by searching for the name of the show and then rating or uh reviewing the show that's or ideally both. Ideally both. If you liked it. You can leave a rating. For example, you know, like, I don't know. You could give it like five out of five dogs licking blood if you wanted to. Just like, or whatever. That is probably the best way to help other people find the show, which is the thing that we want more than anything, except, of course, going to heaven and meeting Mr. But, God himself.
0: But that's, you know, that's never going to happen. So help you us out here. <laughs> You're not dead yet.
2: <laughs> Technically not dead yet. Um,
0: Technically. The dogs have not licked my blood yet.
2: True. So that is gonna do it this week for the Sunday School Dropouts podcast. My name is Nico. I'm Lauren. We wanna thank Juliana again for being with us. For having me. And we will see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye.